0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, February 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. New threats for both California dairies and vineyards. Candidates set for grilling on broadband and infrastructure plans. And USDA sued for farm loan data. As milk pricing improves, California dairies see a new threat in fair life. Fairlife has been increasing sales of its ultra-filtered milk to California consumers by 50% annually, but at a cost to local dairies. Western United Dairy CEO Anya Rodova shared the industry's concerns at a presentation to the state ag board this week. Fairlife is also a 100% corporate company now that Coca-Cola has recently bought up the remaining shares. Rodebaugh cautioned that while a rise of milk sales is exciting, it's lowering the value of milk in California. Fairlife has no plants in the state, which means its dairies are not subject to California's costly dairy regulations. Rodabaugh said we're importing greenhouse gases at an alarming rate. Now keep this in mind, the Chicago-based milk distributor announced plans last year to open a new 300,000-square-foot production and distribution facility in Goodyear, Arizona. The $200 million facility is scheduled to open late this year. The plant will increase production of Fairlife products, including Fairlife Ultra-Filtered Milk, Core Power, and Fairlife Smart Snacks. Meanwhile, milk in general, quote, is looking pretty good, according to Ben Lane, He's a dairy analyst with Robo Finance. The sector has been pulling out of a tough four-year period. A flat production rate last year has really tightened up the markets, he told Agripulse. California has now completed its first year in the federal milk marketing order. Dairy farmers can more easily compare their milk value to the rest of the country through the order, which helps to move the milk around more efficiently, said Lane. But the pricing system is complicated. Rotoball said farmers have complained. It also provides lower price transparency than what CDFA offered. And on that note, the California Dairy Campaign and its leaders want farmers to get behind supply management policies to boost milk prices. Lynn McBride, who directs the California Farmers Union, said in a seminar at the Expo that the current farm bill is failing dairy farmers because it increases exports as a way to raise milk prices. She cited the Cornell University study showing the benefits are minimal. McBride noted uh, that the Wisconsin Farm Bureau gave the campaign a renewed sense of momentum when it recently passed a new supply management policy. California is the leading producing state, followed by Wisconsin. The most popular seminar at the World Ag Expo, by the way, seemed to be one discussing new technologies for applying dairy-affluent wastewater to subsurface drip irrigation. Dominic Rossini of Netafilm explained how one irrigation system for forage crops increased yields without using synthetic fertilizer or leaky nitrogen. The project also took advantage of incentives funding from CDFA and NRCS. The room was standing room only. CDFA board identifies a new threat to wine grapes. For more than 20 years, an advisory board has helped CDFA allocate funding to fight the glassy-winged sharpshooter, which spreads Pierce disease and wine grapes. Now the board has designated spotted lanternfly as a very serious pest of concern for the industry, that according to CDFA Secretary Karen Ross. Remind me, well, while the lanternfly has not arrived in California yet, It has spread rapidly down the East Coast since arriving five years ago in Pennsylvania through Chinese packaging. Ross noted that the pest apostite is voracious and like trucks and rail cars for laying its eggs, which look simply like spots of mud. On that note, Ross also said a tree-nut coalition has been successful in securing federal money to keep open an Arizona lab that had previously focused on pink bullworm in cotton. The coalition of trade groups hopes to develop biological controls for combating naval orange worm. The lab helped to eradicate pink bullworm in this way. Pistachios, almonds, and walnuts each year lose as much as million in damage from the pest. Fresh evidence of a China slowdown. Concerns about China's ability to ramp up imports of U.S. agriculture products continues to hang over the farm economy. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin told the Senate Finance Committee yesterday that implementation of the China phase one trade deal, quote, slowed down because of the coronavirus epidemic. But he said it would take another two to four weeks of data to evaluate the impact of the epidemic on the Chinese economy. But China has not asked for relief yet. Chinese officials haven't formally notified the U.S. they need to delay their commitments under the trade deal. That tells me that they still might be able to make it. That's my hope. Ted McKinney, USDA Undersecretary for Trade, told AgriPulse on the sidelines of an ethanol industry meeting in Houston this week. Candidates set for questioning on infrastructure. Rural broadband is getting to be a major topic this weekend when at least four of the Democratic candidates appear at a town hall dedicated to discussing the nation's infrastructure needs. So far, former Vice President Joe Biden, former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and a billionaire, Tom Steyer, have confirmed that they'll participate in the forum. It's being organized via the Association of Equipment Manufacturers and other trade groups, as well as major labor unions. AgriPulse will be there. Now, why it matters, journalists from the Wall Street Journal will decide what questions the candidates get asked. But the organizers hope to hear what the candidates plan to pay for addressing the nation's infrastructure needs, as well as what they'll do to build out rural broadband. Another big question, what can be done to address the shortage of skilled U.S. workers? The forum's being held in Las Vegas on Sunday, that ahead of the Nevada caucuses February 22nd. You can watch our campaign 2020 page at agripulse.com for a report on the forum. FSA sued for farm loan data. Farm Service Agency has improperly withheld thousands of pages of information about how farm loans are used. That, according to a lawsuit in a California federal court by the Public Justice Foundation and four other groups. The plaintiffs are seeking documents under the Freedom of Information Act on how loans have helped finance what they call factory farm operations. The other groups suing are the Center for Food Safety, the Food and Water Watch, Center for Biological Diversity, and the Animal Legal Defense Fund. USDA releases overhaul of regional conservation programs. USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service is asking for comments on an interim rule being published today to implementing changes that the 2018 Farm Bill made the regional conservation partnership program what's new well for one thing rcpp is now a standalone program with only two funding pools instead of three producers must now apply to either the state pool or the critical conservation area pool which will divide the 300 million dollars in mandatory funding 100 million dollar increase from past years Another key provision required reporting of conservation outcomes. Critical conservation areas cover most of the land in the lower 48, including San Francisco, San Joaquin Bay Delta. Here's today's She Said It. It's very relevant to the policy scene in California that Anya Rodebaugh describing how Fairlife has committed itself to reducing single use plastics and packaging which positions it well for opening plants in California. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 13th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit Agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.